Hi friends! Welcome to Come Follow Me Kids! This week, we're studying Doctrine and Covenants 102 through 105. After much tribulation cometh the blessing. Attention! Welcome to Zion's Camp Soldiers! Did you know this army has been commanded by the Lord? Sir, yes, sir! Mobs has overtaken our church's land in Missouri. The governor has promised to have the state's militia help to get back our land. Joseph Smith is recruiting members for an army to help. Are you ready to enlist? Yes, sir! Are you fully aware of the dangers of this expedition and that you could very well die? Yes, sir! Are you willing to offer that sacrifice to follow the Lord's commandments given by his prophet? Yes! Are you willing to leave your homes and your families at great personal sacrifice? Yes! We currently have over 200 men and several women and children in our group. The average age of the camp's recruit is 29, with the youngest being 16 and the oldest 79. How old are you? Eight, sir! How many miles do you think you can walk a day? Ten. Well, we're going to average about 40. Can you handle that? Uh, sir. Do you have the faith that all the prophet says will come true? Yes, sir. Today we begin our walk. Welcome to Zion's Camp. Now that we're enrolled in Zion's Camp, Let's play a choose your own adventure game. I want you to pretend that you are now enlisted in Zion's camp. And let's see what kind of decisions you will make now that you're here. First off, how do you feel? Are you nervous to be in the army? Don't be. Listen to what Joseph Smith has promised Brigham Young and the others. If you will go with me to Missouri and keep my counsel, I promise you. In the name of the Almighty, that I shall lead you there and back again, and not a hair of your head shall be harmed. Our friends Elsie and Addie are going to remind us of the lessons Come Follow Me teaches us throughout our adventure today. Day one, it's four o'clock in the morning. A soldier wakes everyone up by blowing loudly on an old, battered French horn. Everyone gathers for prayers, then goes to work on their assignment. Which assignment do you choose? A. Gathering firewood. B. Cooking breakfast. C. Taking down tents. Um, D. Greasing wagon wheels. Or E. Feeding and hitching up the horses. The Lord wants me to share what I have with those in need. Day two. It's evening. As you're pitching your tent near Joseph Smith, you find three rattlesnakes in the grass. What should you do? Say your answer out loud right now. That was a good idea. Here's what really happened. So a soldier prepares to kill the snakes, but the prophet says, let them alone. Don't hurt them. 
Joseph Smith teaches you all to conserve natural resources and to avoid killing. So the snakes are carefully carried across a creek on sticks and then they're released. Joseph instructs you not to kill any animal unless it's necessary to avoid starvation. I am a steward over earthly blessings! All right, day 10. Everyone has to walk along the muddy and dusty trails. Like everybody else, you're carrying a knapsack and a gun. After a few days of marching and the oppressive heat and the heavy rains and the high humidity, you have blistered and bloody feet. So does everyone else, even the prophet. While the prophet could have easily ridden a horse and supervised all the work of the camp, instead, he walks and he works just as hard as everybody else. But despite this, many of your fellow soldiers start to complain about their feet. Do you A, agree with them and complain to Joseph about the conditions, hoping he'll figure out a way to make things better? Or B, do you follow the prophet's example? Don't complain and keep working hard. I can be a peacemaker. Guess what? Even though the prophet's feet were just as blistered and bloodied as everyone else's, he gave away his boots to the youngest member of the camp to wear. The Lord wants me to share what I have with those in need. Fifteen days into your journey, something sneaks into your camp and threatens to stop you from reaching the Mississippi River. What do you think it is? A. Hostile Native Americans B. A herd of wild buffalo C. Spies from Missouri The correct answer is C. Spies are always a concern for Joseph Smith and are constantly watching. This particular night, a spy comes right into your camp. And even though the man is disguised, Joseph remembers seeing him in Jackson County wearing an old sealskin cap. Your camp quickly kicks the man out and sends him back to Missouri. I'm sure the Lord helped Joseph to remember that spy's face. The Lord will bless me if I keep his commandments. Day 16. You're finally out of the wet, marshy lands of western Indiana. You're surprised by what you see next. Shout out what you think it is that Zion's camp sees that make all the men stop and pause and wonder. Let me read you what a soldier named Moses in your group wrote in his journal tonight. We stood in awe at the beauty of the grass and flowers in the prairie. It was like a beautiful coat of grass waving his head at the gentle breeze. This mingled with the endless variety of the most splendid flowers. The heads of the grass, each in its turn, made the gentle bow of the western winds. We were all amazed by its beauty. Only the best armies stop to admire nature. I am a steward over earthly blessings! One night, near midnight, you hear several guns fired west of camp. Then suddenly more shots are fired east of camp. You run and warn the prophet. What do you think Joseph should do? 
Say your answer out loud. Besides extra prayers for protection, Joseph Smith orders a double guard placed around the camp for the remainder of the night. Luckily, you are all safe. The Lord will bless me if I keep his commandments. Day 18. It's been a long, hot day of walking across the prairie. All day your camp has suffered because of the lack of good drinking water. When your camp makes their usual lunchtime stop, it's only water anywhere around is a slough. A slough is like a shallow, swampy puddle that's filled with stagnant water. You aren't sure if you should drink it. Not only is the water warm to the touch, but it's filled with very small living animals called wigglers. Do you A, drink the water, or B, continue hiking for 20 more miles dehydrated? If you answered A, That's what the camp does. They're so thirsty that their thirst beats out their hesitation. The men carefully strain the water through their teeth, spitting out the pollywogs. Yuck! Blessings come after afflictions and trials of faith. After crossing the Mississippi River, you have some free time while you wait for the other men in camp to ferry across the river. What do you do with your free time? A, take a nap. B, hunt for food. C, pray. Here is what your friend Milo writes in his journal about today. After our company had crossed the Mississippi River, we went into the dense forest as a company and there offered to the Lord our prayers, that he would spare our lives and permit us to return to our families. We felt that it would be so. The men in camp were constantly praying to God for safety, and they had faith that he would hear their prayers. And the Holy Ghost confirmed to them that they would be safe. The Lord will bless me if I keep his commandments. End of day 30. As your army sets up camp, the prophet has a premonition of danger. That means the Holy Ghost warned him that something bad was going to happen. He listens, so he goes into the woods and he prays for safety. And he's assured that the Lord will protect you. Joseph has the camp awake early in the morning hours, way earlier than normal. And he tells everyone to pack up and leave without even eating breakfast. There's nothing dangerous anywhere that you can see. And leaving without eating breakfast seems kind of needless. Do you A, follow the prophet's counsel and leave as quickly as possible? Or B, do you eat a quick breakfast and then leave? Luckily, your camp follows the prophet. As they march through the next town, a slave woman warns you, There's a company of men lying in wait here who are calculating to kill you this morning as you pass through. But because Joseph listened to the Holy Ghost and the camp listened to him, you make it through town before the bad guys can attack you. This is proof that it's important to obey the Lord's commandments even when we don't understand the reasons for them. I can obey the Lord's commandments, even when I don't understand the reasons for them. Feeding the camp is a persistent problem. There's very little to eat. Your friend George writes this in his journal. 
I was so weary, hungry, and sleepy that I dreamed while walking along the road, seeing a beautiful stream of water and the shade of the tree, and a knife loaf of bread and a bottle of milk laid out on a cloth by the side of a spring. Oh, how I wished it was so! For dinner, you get to choose from A, a very small piece of stale moldy bread, B, rotten butter, C, cornmeal mush, D, rotten ham, or E, maggot-infested cheese. Blessing come after afflictions and trials of faith. Guess what? The main cook sometimes would find a piece of bread that wasn't moldy or stale, and he would always offer it to the prophet. Joseph would always turn it down and eat whatever the rest of the men were eating. He's such a good example to us. The Lord wants me to share what I have with those in need. Now, a man in your group named Sylvester constantly complains that the food is bad, that your group didn't prepare well enough for the journey, and that Joseph's watchdog is barking and keeping him awake at night. Some of the men start quarreling, and Joseph warns them. As the Lord lives, this camp will suffer a severe scourge because of wickedness. Now, if you will repent and humble yourselves, the scourge might be lessened. The following day, the prophecy was fulfilled. Nearly every horse in your camp is sick or lame. The prophet promises that if you all humble yourselves and you stop complaining and fighting, your animals will immediately get better. Do you agree to try harder to be a peacemaker and be a good example for those who are complaining? Good. Guess what? By noon, all the horses are fine. Well, with the exception of Sylvester's horse, which actually soon died. I think this shows that God blesses those who are peacemakers. I can be a peacemaker. Unlike most armies, Zion's camp makes spirituality a top priority. Besides company prayers, the men are admonished to pray privately in the morning and evening. Your favorite thing about Sundays is that your camp A. rests, B. takes the sacrament, C. sings hymns, or D. bears their testimonies, oh, or E. that they get to hear the prophet teach. Because you're keeping the Sabbath day holy, you're blessed. Because you're risking your lives to follow the commandments, your group experiences several miraculous healings, divine intervention, and powerful demonstrations of faith. The prophet has many opportunities to teach you and share visions with you while you're with him. Maybe the sacrifice of being in this camp isn't a sacrifice at all. Maybe it's more of a blessing. Blessing come after afflictions and trials of faith. Day 40. Again, you're all out of water. Men begin to murmur yet again. What should you do? A. Complain with them because you're thirsty too? Or B. 
Encourage them to pray for help and guidance about what you all should do. See hear that? No more water. No more fresh water! Joseph prays for help, and guess what? He's inspired to dig a hole in a certain spot. And after a few feet of digging, water's found, and the entire army has a drink of fresh groundwater. I can be a light unto the world! You finally reach the Salt River. Sadly, you just get word that the governor is not going to keep his promise to the saints. Even though more than 200 of the saints' homes have been burned, he's worried if he sends troops to help you, the whole state will be at war. What should you do now? A. Give up and go back to Ohio? Or B. Continue on to Missouri as the Lord commanded? Zion's camp decided to press forward and redeem their property in Jackson County without the support of state troops, because that's what the Lord asked the prophet to do. I can obey the Lord's commandments, even when I don't understand the reasons for them. You have almost reached Liberty, Missouri, but instead of continuing on to Liberty, you camp on a hill between two branches of the fishing river. Joseph learns that mobs are preparing to come attack you. He kneels and prays again for divine protection. Your fears are confirmed when five armed Missourians ride into camp, cursing and swearing that they will kill you all before morning. You're going to be dead before the night's through. I got over 300 men coming and we're going to slaughter ever last one of you. <laughs> the mob boasts that hundreds of men are preparing to cross the Missouri River to utterly destroy you. The sounds of gunfire can be heard. This is what we came for. We're ready to fight, Joseph. Yeah! Some of the men in Zion's camp want to fight, but the prophet promises that the Lord will protect you. He declares, The Lord will protect us, brethren. Stand still and see the salvation of God. So what are you going to do? Do you A, pick up your gun and fight the bad guys, get your homes back? Or B, do you stand still and watch like the prophet said to? few minutes after the Missourians leave, a small black cloud appears in the clear western sky. It moves eastward, unrolling like a scroll, and it fills the heavens with darkness. The mob across the river, they're suddenly soaked and their ammunition is useless. The storm frightens and scatters their horses and raises the level of the fishing river by 40 feet, so it's impossible for the mob to attack Zion's camp. You're saved! Both rivers have risen above 40 feet. No one's coming across tonight. I can obey the Lord's commandments, even when I don't understand the reasons for them. The storm is so intense that your camp floods too. Do you A, run under a tree and wait it out? Or B, 
find shelter in an old Baptist meeting house nearby. The camp runs for protection against the storm into the church. I'm sure that that church wasn't there by accident. The Lord will bless me if I keep his commandments. Joseph comes into the church. He exclaims, Boys, there's some meaning to this. It seems as if the mandate of vengeance has gone forth from the God of battles to protect his servants from the destruction of their enemies. God is in this storm. The Lord will bless me if I keep his commandments. The whole sky is on fire with lightning. The room shakes with terrifying claps of thunder. It's impossible for anyone to sleep. So, you suggest that the group should A. Tell stories B. Count the lightning strikes or C. Sing hymns to bring the Spirit. Eternal Son of God And march with us to Zion's land Beyond the swelling flood I can be a light unto the world! On June 22nd, 1834, the prophet finally receives the hoped-for revelation. Doctrine and Covenants 105. The Lord informs Zion's camp that because of everything that's happening, you won't get your land back in Missouri right now. You need to go to Ohio. You need to be endowed with power from on high in the temple first. The Lord assures you that your journey and your sacrifice has not been for nothing. This whole thing was for nothing? Look, we came to fight! Now turn tail and run! Yeah! For a few of the guys in your group, the Lord's commandment not to go to battle makes them angry. And they try to apostatize, and they try to rile you up to go against the prophet too. Are you A, angry because you want to fight and get your land back? Or B, are you happy you can go home to your family safely realizing you learned a lot on this journey, even if it didn't end how you thought it would. I can obey the Lord's commandments, even when I don't understand the reasons for them. Because of all the fighting and the lack of faith, the prophet again warns the camp that the Lord will send a devastating scourge because of their complaints. Cholera hits the camp, which is spread through contaminated water. The epidemic spreads, causing severe diarrhea, vomiting, and cramps. <coughs> Luckily, you don't catch cholera. Do you A, head home to your family to avoid getting sick? Or B, do you stay and nurse the other men back to help? The Lord wants me to share what I have with those in need. Wow, what a journey! Almost 2,000 miles round trip. I bet you're exhausted. Now, disclaimer. Before we move on, I want you to know that I never want you to drink stagnant water, especially if it has bugs in it. Never relocate a rattlesnake. Stay away. And never join an army when you're 8 years old. If you have any questions about this, talk to your parents. Let's play a game. I'm going to read you some names. If you recognize the name, buzz in. Joseph Smith. Brigham Young. 
Martin Harris. Heber C. Kimball. Parley P. Pratt. Wilfer Woodruff. Hiram Smith. Orson Hyde. Guess what all these names have in common? They were all members of Zion's camp. So even though a lot of people wondered what was the whole purpose of Zion's camp, nine of the original apostles and all seven presidents of the 70s quorum and all 63 other members of that quorum all served in Zion's camp. They learned from the prophet. They were tested and tried. Their faith had to get them through that hard journey. And because of that, they were able to become leaders in the church. So what does all this mean for us? Maybe you're going through something hard now and you're not sure why. It's probably preparing you for something in the future. In the future, after you go through what you're going through, will you remember to be a peacemaker? Will you share what you have? Will you follow the commandments? Even when things are hard and don't go the way you expect them to, will you still keep the commandments? I think so. The trials that we have bring us blessings. When things don't go our way, Heavenly Father has something else in store for us. We just don't know what it is yet. That's all we have this week. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. And until next time. Stay on the covenant path.